Blog Talk Radio. September 16th, 2015, episode 15th here on the Hooper's Lock for CLNS Radio. Yes, we are at another new location when it comes to the show. If you remember, uh, about, I'd say about mm, three, nine, actually about nine, ten months ago when we started this journey back in December, I started on the 25Tray, blogtalkradio.com slash 25Tray. And then we moved on over to CLNS Radio Live in May, and now we're on our own, which is the Hooper's Log. And it is all represented by CLNS Radio, but this is a blog talk radio all set up by itself. Now, if you're listening to the podcast, no need to fear. It's all going to figure itself out, and we're all going to be okay. But if you're listening to the live edition, we have a brand new area where we are hosting the show, and it is all-inclusive just for us. Again, episode 15 in this series, right before we begin the new season, and again, all of this will reset coming in October, our last episode, before we head into the beginning of the regular season, or at least getting into all the preseason stuff, will be October 12th, 2015, on a Monday. That's roughly about a month from now, a little under, little under a month from now, four weeks from now. And uh, our, again, our last show of this entire portion of this series that we started back in May will end on the 30th of, of September, two weeks from today. Again, uh, again, you're listening to the you're listening to the Hoopers Log here live on CLNS Radio, and if you're listening to the podcast, I appreciate you listening to the podcast. Again, my host, your host is Simo Buckets. Today, uh, we have our co-host Andrew Norris. We'll get to him in just a second. Uh, we have some promotional stuff we want to get to today on the show. We do have quite a bit of off-season topics that I want to get to, um, but first. We got a couple of things we need to get to as well. Again, my name is Simo Buckets. I have a website, simobuckets.com. C M O B U C K E T S dot com. You can find my Twitter. You can find my Facebook. You can find some of the things that we're starting to sell, which is a couple of T-shirts, a couple of other things as well. We'll get into that here in a moment. Uh, but first, we got a couple of things we need to address before moving on to the other portions of the show. Tired of spending a fortune? on tickets and feeling like you got ripped off, well, you have, well we have you covered over here at TixIQ.com. For all your ticketing needs, TixIQ, T-I-Q, I-Q, is the leading ticket aggregator providing fans a, one, a one-stop shop to browse the best deals from all ticket sites so you don't have to worry about finding the best seats from the game or concert. Get your tickets for the Patriots all season long. TixIQ, that's T-I-Q, iq.com where you will find the best prices in the market use promo code capitalized c l n s for five percent off iq certified or tnt or tnt tickets listings at ticks.com that's t-i-q-i-q.com andrew norris is here andrew how you doing man what's up chris i'm doing awesome excited for today's show 
Yeah, man, it's going to be one heck of a show. Again, uh, we have, like I said, we have a new location. If you're listening to the show somewhere on the Twitter feed, through the Facebook, through just the regular online site stuff or whatnot, uh, again, there's a new feed. Don't feel obligated to necessarily be here. We want you to listen live. Uh, but, again, we understand this is the off-season. There's really about a month and a half till the regular season begins. Um, and our real portions of our show won't start until about a month from now. But if you feel obligated and would like to call in, we want you to call in to provide feedback on the show. Calling in provides more feedback and allows for other listeners to interact and listen as well. And here is the new guest call-in number, and that would be 323-642-1558. Again, here is the number if you'd like to call in, 323-642-1558. we got quite a bit of topics on board today. Uh, but first, let's get into some things. Again, we are starting to get some things rolling here for the Hooper's Log. Again, we got some T-shirts we're going to be selling. Again, if you want to go to the website, cmobuckets.com, you can find some stuff there at the swag page. Click on that tab there, and you can try and find something that you'd want to buy. Again, we got our T-shirts. They should be coming out here in about October. Uh, and we got some other things that we're selling as well. Andrew, what else do we got on the docket that we got selling? Well, we're starting, you know, we got things right now. I just received the shipment yesterday. We officially have bumper stickers. Uh, you know, they're not going to take up your whole bumper. They're not huge. They're not obnoxious. But, you know, you can represent the show with these. They will be sitting, you know, on the back of your car. The Hooper's Log has our logo on it, and you can ride around providing some little advertisements just showing off that you listen to us and try to try to help spread the word. You know, more listeners, the more we can do with this show. Uh, we can also, you know, even if Saudi's interested, we can do things like phone cases. Like you said, we have the shirts. I'm really excited about the shirts. The shirts, you know, you walk around, people look at your shirt, and they want to know what that is. With these shirts, you know, it's it's people automatically hearing and seeing and wanting to know about the show. Um, you know, where like like you said, they aren't they aren't out until October, but you can pre-order. Uh, and with you know with this pre-order, or or if you want to call in today, we are doing little giveaways. You know we we have giveaways. Uh, Chris, you have the number in front of you if you want to say it again. Um, you know there there's bumper sticker giveaway for sure. Uh, we may even be may even be doing a shirt giveaway. So call in. Um, you know you could possibly win. You know also call in talk about basketball. Let's let's talk about the off season. Let's talk about 2K. Let's uh, let's really get into it today. Exactly. I absolutely agree with that. And that number is 323-642-1558. Again, we're going we're gonna to answer phone calls probably in about 10, 15 minutes. We're going to go through a couple of topics here. We're going to kind of get our feet wet on this first new area that we're starting. Uh, we do have some things coming in the works here in the, next couple of, in the next couple of weeks, definitely within the next month. Starting October 12th, that's when we really get the ball rolling on all of this stuff. We're going to break down each division for you in the in the sport of the in, in the NBA. We're going to get all that break, broken down for you show by show starting October 12th. And we will have some new things. The show will have a new outline, a new outlook. Um, it's not going to change a whole bunch when it comes to just, you know, it's going to be an hour-long show, maybe a little longer depending upon how much time we need when it comes to the uh, development of the show but you can guarantee that the Hooper's Log will be here on this area, on this station right here, the same one you're listening to if you're listening live, for the upcoming basketball season for 2015-2016. Again, the phone number we will get to you, I'd say, in about 10, 15 minutes. We're going to get to a break. How the show usually works is we're going to to talk about stuff. 
um, and then we're going to go to a break. We're only going to have one break today, and after that one break, we're going to be able to answer phone calls, and whoever calls in first, we're going to get you to be able to give you a giveaway. So for that, we'll get you going. Um, again, that number is 323-642-1558. Again, we got some big goals coming up for the show. We'll talk more about those on the next show. But first, let's get into the show now. What do you say, Andrew? Let's get it going. Shall we get it going? Let's do it, man. Uh, absolutely. Let's get some off-season topics going right now. All right, all right, all right. We're going to learn today. Apologies if that blew up in your ear, but uh, we're starting to kind of figure out some buttons here. Uh, Kevin Hart, you're right. Let's get it going, shall we? Again, so not not much going on in the off-season, but we do have some topics to, to throw around uh, before we really jump into this preseason discussion uh, starting in about a couple weeks and definitely in about a month from now. Uh, the, the Philadelphia 76ers, the one thing that I have been really kind of monitoring over the past month or so is I really haven't been looking at much, to be honest with you, but the one thing that has really been popping up on my screen is the uh, is the way that the, the legends of the game have kind of gone, come about. That's kind of what the offseason is about. It's about guys moving from place to place, guys moving from, you know, a, a, you know overseas, uh, you know, guys like Ron Artest trying to come back and play for the Lakers, things like that. But the other thing that I've been noticing is a guy, two guys from the Philadelphia 76ers and their folklore of legends, Moses Malone and Daryl Dawkins have passed away in the, within the past month. Two guys that you could make the case really, really changed the outlook of basketball from an entertainment perspective. Daryl Dawkins with the way he dunked the basketball, you know, ch- uh, you know uh, Dr. Dunk. You know, this guy had all the, all the nicknames back in the day with one Julius Irving when it came to dunking the basketball. He broke rims. He shattered rims. This guy was a legend on that. He passed away within this past month. And as of this past week, an even bigger legend. And you can make the case that the guy was the modern-day LeBron James of the late 1970s, early 1980s. He was the first player in NBA history to come straight out of high school to go to the NBA. You're talking about a guy in Moses Malone who, to many people, he played 21 years of his entire NBA career. A guy died at 60 years old. Rest his, rest his soul. guy died at 60 years old. This guy played 21 years in the NBA. He has now passed away. Guys as great as, as, as great as Charles Barkley mentioned that this was one of the best human beings that they ever were around. And to hear that two legends of the game with a, with a historical franchise in the, in the Philadelphia 76ers have lost two momentous players is just it, on top of the fact that their roster is atrocious. You talk about a, a bottom of the dumpster fire that a team has not seen in quite some time, the Philadelphia 76ers are seeing it right now. And the only bright light that they have had this offseason when it comes to anything, a couple. You can make a couple of those. Jaleel Okafor has joined the team in a draft pick. That's a pretty big positive for them. And Allen Iverson coming in and out of the spotlight. You know, he's going to be eligible for the Hall of Fame next year. I think we all expect him to go in, if not within the next couple of years, by far, no doubt. Guys, in my opinion, a first ballot Hall of Famer. And then on top of the fact that he's kind of been getting his own way within the front office. But outside of that, the 76ers have really been under the, sh- under the limelight when it comes to the grief mobile. What do you, what do you see about this, Andrew, that's really got you, uh, got you going? You know, it's, 
to start, it's just terrible. You know, he's 60 years old is, is way too young to die, you know, uh, especially, especially for a, le- I know, you know, <laughs> this sounds bad, but you know, a legend you want, you, you want legends to live forever. You never want, you never want something like that to happen to anybody. But I mean, he, Moses Malone, uh, especially, you know, Daryl Dawkins, like you said, he's iconic. He's 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 a way more iconic player uh, than he was a great player. Um, kind of in the same category as Dr. J when it comes to that. Both great players, but um, how iconic they were transcends that. As far as Moses Malone goes, he was just flat out one of the greatest big men who ever played the sport of basketball. I saw Zach Harper uh, tweeted after after Moses passed away. Over a seven-year span, he averaged 26 points and 14 and a half rebounds. It was from 1969, I believe, to 1978. Since then, not one player has done that in one season. He did it in every single season for seven years, that or above. Um, you know, 76ers. It, it, it really hurts coming to them. You know, they very few things to smile at. They got their you know, try towers down low. Um, they 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 have hope. They have they have a future. It looks like you know they have their fans really trusting in the system, which is a hard thing to do when you're doing a long, long rebuild. Uh, then they have the spotlight on Allen Iverson right now. I can't believe it's been long enough for him to already be going into the Hall of Fame if he's a first ballot. Um, you know, and I actually I actually am one of the people who don't. For some reason, I think that they're gonna they're gonna kind of trick him out of it. Um, but the uh, franchise was with you know hope, but little little bright spots. Uh, it just it makes it a lot worse for the fans for the city. Uh, but you know, as far as they they go as players, Moses Malone, Daryl Dawkins, you know, they're they're two of the most iconic and two of the two of the better players to really ever play the game. It's really fascinating to see this team go through the dips that it has, you know, really since they got rid of Allen Iverson, and you can make the case since they got rid of Andre Iguodala. This really hasn't been an organization that's been anything. I mean, really, this entire decade, if you want to be honest, has been nothing. This this organization has kind of been the, you could say, the Oakland Raiders of the NBA for the past five, you know, 10, 15 years. They they have not done much of anything. And granted, they've played in the Eastern Conference where it's really hard to shine in general. But, you know, the only time they've really been able to shine was maybe in the mid-2000s when they found a way to compete with, you know, the Lakers, obviously, when they had Allen Iverson. And, and when Andre Iguodala was running the team, they had chances in the postseason to play teams like Miami when Dwayne Wade was first coming up. But outside of that, I mean – they have had nobody really to, to hold this team together to keep them up afloat. And, and, and the most the most frustrating part about that is is it's not just the fact that you know there this you can say this about the Lakers and the Knicks as well. They're they're a top five they're a top five market in the NBA, and they have been absolutely garbage for the last five six years. And to know that this has been the the trend in the NBA where you have teams like the Lakers and the Knicks. And I've, I've mentioned these points before on previous shows. Again, if you want to check those previous shows out, go to cmobuckets.com. But if you want to, if, if you, if you want to really come to the meat of the issue in the NBA, when it comes to, you know, 
you know, when it comes to popularity or at least growing the sport, it's when you have big market teams such as the Philadelphia 76ers going through struggles like this that it really decreases the value of the NBA slowly. That's the one problem that the NBA faces. Now, is the popularity going down? Absolutely not. But, but, but does the value of the league decrease? It does. Think about college football. Think about the NFL. Think about any major incorporation. When you have the powers struggle, such as, you know, a Michigan, such as a Notre Dame from about two after before 2012, such as, you know, in the NFL, when you have teams like the, uh, the New York Giants struggle, you know, granted, they've been good within the past decade, but when you have the Cowboys struggle, when you have things like yep. that struggle now, obviously, obviously the NFL isn't really struggling, but when it comes to, when it comes to overall power, when those things happen, the league starts to kind of decrease when it comes to its valuability. Now, when the Lakers struggle and the Knicks struggle, when, when the 76ers struggle, you just start to see kind of the, the fan impact, and they kind of start to go everywhere, and it becomes more watered down. And that's what we're seeing in the league. And when the 76ers go through what they're going through right now, it's tough. But at the same time, it's like, man, that's a big-time market. If they just had one big-time player, two big-time players, that would just grow the NBA all by itself, just like the Lakers would and just like the New York, New York Knicks would. So it, see, seeing these things happen for the 76ers in the offseason is just dreadful. But at the same time, it's like, it's like man, like, what, will they ever really figure it out? And on top of it, it doesn't help when legends just start disappearing. A couple of other things I saw in the news in the offseason. We're going to get to a break here shortly within the next couple of minutes. Um, uh, Steve Nash apparently is, is going to get signed to the Golden State Warriors as a player personnel uh, individual to help develop players. Now, I, I, honestly, I don't have a problem with this. I think Steve Nash is going to do wonders for a guy in Steph Curry who really I don't really think needs all that much help considering he just won the MVP of the NBA Finals. He just won the MVP in the, uh, of the entire NBA. I mean, I don't really think he needs that much help to begin with. Now, the one thing that Steve Kerr could really help develop is he could develop an entire uh, an entire running game, such as you know an offensive transition threat that the entire uh, that the entire uh, Golden State Warriors might have been lacking. They're a very good half court team. They're a very good team that can run in transition and th- shoot the three. They haven't been proven to be a very good team in transition when it comes to getting close to the hole. There's a big difference on that, you know, and it takes special players to get to that level to know when to run in transition and when not to. And to be honest, that's been kind of their, one, of their, one of their struggles, and that's kind of some of the things you saw when they played te- a team like Cleveland in the NBA Finals. They had struggles knowing when to transition at times. Now, they knew when to shoot three in transition, but they didn't really know when to back it out, when to go in. And granted, they won the NBA championship, so no one's really complaining, but – Having Steve Kerr on that roster, at least not on, on that roster, but on there as a player personnel coach, that's going to do wonders for them more than I think we'll ever understand. Not to mention that he's one of the more perennial shooters, if not one of the greatest three-point shooters of all time, along with another Steve and Steve Kerr. What do you think about this move with uh, Steve Nash uh, potentially helping out the Golden State Warriors, Andrew? Uh, I think it's it's interesting. Uh, you know, you you, he can. I think he's actually going to help a guy like Clay Thompson more than he's going to help a guy like Steph Curry. And I know it's weird, two completely different styles of the ball. But when you have a guy who was literally, he made himself off of pure hard work. No 
physical. I mean, he had physical gifts compared to the rest of us, but when you compare him to the talent in the league, no physical gifts, nothing. He was, you know, he was slept on his whole life, and then he came and did it. And he's just the kind of guy, kind of player he was that he can take a player who has a um, a large skill set of Clay Thompson, and he can just expand it further and further and stretch it out and. He can turn a good player to a great player. A guy like even Draymond Green, you know, he can help him with his ball handling, his three-point shooting. Now, I mean, imagine having Steve Nash and Steve Kerr, like you said, helping you shoot three points. It's it's nuts to even think about. He's going to be there to help guys ball handling for defense. I mean, he was he was quick. He's he he played the game the right way, and when he's there just to help. He's going to bring that attitude, the mentality, and just the overall knowledge of how to play the game and when to play the game different types of ways. He was a he was a coach on the court, and now he's going to be a big help to that organization and that team. Yeah, he's uh, he's. I, I just think I think Steve Kerr is going to do a little bit more wonders than we think. From, uh, I would say, an integral perspective, such as an interior perspective of what that team might need when it comes to the transition game. And again, I agree with you. I think he might actually help Clay Thompson a little bit more than we think. And and not to say that Clay Thompson doesn't necessarily need the help, because as we know now, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson are the best backcourt in the NBA. But he might help Clay Thompson's ability to open and spread the floor a little bit better. Not that he needs to from the three point percent perspective, but from the perspective of look, he might find a way to help Clay Thompson really spread his game on the interior of the, of the basketball court. I mean, he's more of a he's more of a guy that comes off screen and catches passes to shoot the ball, but he might turn into a guy that might actually drive the lane a little bit more and dish the rock out. Now, that would completely change the outlook on what the Golden State Warriors might look like this uh, this upcoming season if he can find a way to penetrate the lane and impact the game that way. Andrew, I know it's the NFL season. Um, have you found any success on these one these one week fantasy leagues? Have you actually used any of them? Yeah, I uh, I was I I don't want to say addicted, but I think for a little while there I was actually addicted to FanDuel. I was I was uh, every day I played it for probably six seven months. Um, I even started selling lineups online, and it was yeah, it was a big part of my life for a little bit there. Uh, but, yeah, it, it definitely I've done it a lot. Now, that's one of our competitors. Now, we now here on the show, we sponsor DraftKings. Now, here's the thing that's funny about DraftKings. I, I have a little bit of a story. I tried to use one of these about three, four years ago when it came to the NBA season to use DraftKings.com to really find a way to use the NBA daily to really figure out a way to, you know, try and make some money or whatnot. The problem is, is I live out here in the Pacific Northwest where I can't use DraftKings, but in a majority of the United States, you can use DraftKings today. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and use promo code New England, N-E-W space E-N-G-L-A-N-D, all capitalized, to play free for a shot at $1 million in this week's Millionaire Maker event. Enter New England, all capitalized, for free entry now. Only at DraftKings.com, DraftKings.com, that's DraftKings.com. We're going to go to another break real quick. We'll be right back. And uh, on the other side, we're going to talk about Carmelo Anthony, and we're also going to talk about some other potential trades, and obviously we're going to talk about some NBA 2K. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. 
at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site where millionaires are being crowned all season long. Again, hurry to DraftKings.com now and use promo code NEWENGLAND, all uppercase, NEWENGLAND to play for free for a shot at $1 million in this week's Millionaire Maker event. Enter NEWENGLAND for, for free entry now, only at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com, DraftKings, DraftKings.com. Again, if you'd like to call in, again, we're doing a giveaway today. If you'd like to call in, 323-642-1558. Again, if you just want to call in and talk about what's going on here in the offseason in the NBA, uh, we got you all set. Uh, before we get to some trade talks real quick, there's a couple things I saw online before uh, I got all this stuff going on. Um, you know, before we got some things coming up here, I, I, I want to talk some shoes before we really get back into a couple of things that I saw uh, when it comes to when it came to trade talks. Uh, first of all, LeBron James, uh, he had his new 13 shown apparently on Instagram, what have you. Uh, apparently, that's that's what he had shown out there. Uh, what's interesting to me is that these new shoes, these new 13s, really don't look like anything that impressive now i'm not going to sit here and bash lebron he's made some unbelievable uh he's made some unbelievable amounts of money when it comes to his opportunities in uh the world of basketball now the thing that's weird about this year is i've already seen his shoes lebron's new 13 and the one thing that, that that that's interesting is that last year's model was probably one of the best models he's ever had he had multiple abilities to make separate different types of shoes you know different types of uh layers of shoes, different types of, of, of meshes and things like that. This year's shoes look more like, they don't look like a fashion shoe. They look more like, they don't look like more like a fashion basketball shoe. They look more just like straight basketball shoes. Now, obviously, that's what you want to sell, and that's what you want to sell to the athletes that buy your, buy your products. But at the same time, it's like, dude, you got to have some marketability, and these shoes don't look as marketable as prior shoes. I wanted to mention those. If you want to check those out, go to bleacherreport.com. You can find those there. Uh, LeBron's new 13s, they've come out again. There's going to be a ton of new basketball shoes coming out this off season, this off season. and definitely uh, leading up to the basketball season, you can check those out. They're all over the place. Speaking of basketball shoes, James Harden, you talk about a guy that's flashing Jordans around as he signs a $200 million Adidas deal. Yeah, did you hear about this? Apparently, James Harden doesn't understand the concept of marketing. Now, this guy is walking around after, like, literally a week or two after he signed this Adidas deal. And what does he do? This guy, all of a sudden, he's just walking around in Jays, you know, in Jordans. No big deal. Not a problem. You know, all of a sudden, this guy, James Harden, who has one of the bigger, richest shoe deals in all of the business, he still walks around in whatever he feels like. Does he not think that he's going to be caught by the paparazzi? Not to mention when he's hanging out with people like the Kardashians. Doesn't he, doesn't he understand that all there is is cameras everywhere? Don't you think that you're going to get caught wearing the Jordans that you're wearing just by the fact that you're James Harden alone and the fact that you're always hanging out with the Kardashians? I mean, really, man, do you really have to be this blind to think that you're not going to get caught? I just think it's interesting from the standpoint of, look, James Harden used to wear Nikes back in the day. A couple years ago, he, he represented with the Nike, uh, the Nike Hyperdunks when they were really good. That's a really good model, the 2013 ones, by the way, if you're looking for a good pair of basketball shoes. But he repped those in East Bay and things like that. Now all of a sudden he's repping Adidas, but he's still wearing whatever he wants. It doesn't work that way, man. When you're signing $200 million shoe deals, you're pretty much strapped to that, that contract 
forever as long as you are. You've got to be repping those Adidas, man. Think about it. The more money will go into your pocket if people see you wearing the newest flashes of kicks when it comes to the Adidas brand. And the other crazy thing, before we get, get into trade talks, Michael Jordan, his sneaker game, I don't know if any of you have seen this, but this showed up on Bleacher Report and pretty much everywhere on Twitter over the past week or so. Michael Jordan's shoe game. Get this. You think you're making money if you're a big-time spender, big-time baller. Michael Jordan had over $100 million in profit last year alone in shoe deal. Think about that. This guy played an entire NBA career from 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 the mid-1980s all the way up until the the mid-2000s, or, you know, early 2000s. And this entire last year, this entire calendar year of shoes, this guy made more money this past year in shoe deals than he did his entire NBA career. It's absolute insanity, this shoe game that's going on. Eventually, hopefully, we'll come out with our own kicks when it comes to selling stuff here on the promotional part for the Hooper's Log. But that's all down the road. Again, we're going to be talk more. We'll be talking more kicks down the road during the regular season when that stuff starts to become more apparent. But let's get into some trade talks. Andrew, you here? Are you here on the air? We're having yes, some sir. line issues right now. You're here? Okay. All right. Yeah, I saw. I saw you. Uh, I saw you jumping in and out on the air. I know there's some technical difficulties going on on your end. Uh, but if you cut out again, we'll, we'll make sure to figure it out. Um, I know everyone's been hearing this in the news over the past week. Potential Carmelo Anthony trade talks. Now, it's not more of him being traded. It's more of what will happen if the Knicks struggle again. And it, it's not out of the realm of possibility to think that a guy like Carmelo Anthony could potentially be traded because of the Knicks' struggles. Again, they signed him to a big-time deal, not this summer, but past summer in 2014. They signed him to a big deal in New York. Um, and to think that it's not out of the realm to think that he might be traded if they struggle, what makes you think that's not going to be the case? I think, I think Carmelo Anthony could potentially be traded. I mean, before Christmas, if we, if it's all said and done, Andrew, what do you think about this whole Carmelo Anthony trade talks that are going on? Yeah. Um, I'm actually one of those people who doesn't, I, I, I think he will be traded. I, I don't think it's, I, I think it's definitely a possibility, but I don't think it's as far-fetched as a lot of people think. I know there's a lot of teams, for example, the Bulls, who are one scorer away. You know, we were talking a couple of days ago, and your opinion is if the Bulls trade for Carmelo Anthony, they're going to win the title. And, and you know, people in that organization are going to think the same thing. You know, every time they've been knocked out by – you know, 90% of the time it's a LeBron team. But every time they've been knocked out, it's they've yeah. been a scorer away or, you know, a guy who – because when you come to these big games, Derrick Rose hasn't – when he has been healthy, hasn't necessarily taken over in these games. And, you know, you can't with just one guy. Um, unless unless you're Michael Jordan, unless you're Kobe Bryant, unless you're LeBron James, you need somebody by your side. What's – you know, now they do have in Jimmy Butler, but you really need that flow and that, that two superstar, which I wouldn't put Jimmy Butler in that conversation of superstar yet, to really reach that championship level. If you look, you know, there hasn't been many teams without two superstars or one superstar and five close to superstars to win a title in, in a long time. Uh, you know, not since the Pistons that I can think of. 
uh, not since the early 2015 teams, you know, but that was just a whole different brand of basketball than what you're seeing in today's game. Um, so, so a team like the Bulls, you know, you also got a team like the Rockets who just acquired Ty Lawson. You know, I think if they got a potential Carmelo trade where they could work out the cap room, you can say bye-bye to Ty Lawson and they would not bat an eye. Ty Lawson and maybe some draft picks. Uh, just there's there's a lot of different possibilities for a place that Carmelo could go, and you know I think it's looking more and more likely every day. And the crazy thing is, is you know it, it has been a, it has been a discussion of it has been a conversation piece for the past. I mean this has really been a, a conversation piece really since the All Star break last year. I mean since this year the All Star break, it's really been a conversation piece of look if the Knicks are going to struggle the way they have, and it looks like they're going to struggle like this for a while. Why not have the conversation of trading Carmelo? Yes, his contract is a big factor in it, but at the same time, I mean, when it when it comes worse to worse, if you're the only guy really holding down a big time contract, uh, I mean, what makes you think that they're not just going to let you go or at least trade you away with some with some cap space and find a way to rebuild? I mean, really, he is a where the ball lies and dies with him. I mean, that's the kind of player he is. And there's nothing wrong with that. The problem with that is, is if you have a team developing around you, it doesn't necessarily help your cause for your team. Now, I want to throw out another team for you, and I don't think this is necessarily going to happen. This is more of a, you know, an opportunity to allow for a guy like, you know, I'd say Kevin Durant to really experiment and, and see and really get an idea for. But how about what if a guy like Carmelo Anthony got traded to the Washington Wizards? I mean, think about that. Can you imagine John Wall, uh, Bradley Beal, Carmelo Anthony, Nene, and Gortat going into, let's say he gets traded like, you know, right around the trade deadline, late, late February, right after the All-Star break, and they just trade him away for, the, you know, the time being. And then they eventually, you know, I don't, think, I don't think the Washington Wizards would have the cap space for the longevity perspective to keep him. But maybe if they decided to get him for, you know, uh, a short term and then eventually would trade him in the offseason, that's a pretty lethal combination. You could look at Carmelo Anthony as more of a, uh, a Paul Pierce times, times three with his capabilities. Obviously, he's much better than Paul Pierce right now at his stage in his career. He's definitely an all-star at this point in time of his career when it comes to Carmelo Anthony. But that's another option. I mean, there are so many places that Carmelo Anthony could go. And again, I mentioned to you, as you mentioned on the show, about – him going to the Bulls. Now, I mentioned this idea uh, later on, I mean, for, for an early season trade idea, and it's not far-fetched to think about. I mean, again, like you mentioned, you got guys like Derrick Rose, Jimmy Butler, Pau Gasol, and then you've got a guy, a couple of guys in, uh, in Gibson, and a couple other guys out there on the roster. Again, I'll be doing research here over the next couple of weeks or so to really hone in what, what each team has. But if you add a guy like Carmelo Anthony, he can play both forward positions. He can put, play the small forward for you. He can play the power forward position for you. This guy can come in and play either position right now for you, and you're looking at a starting rotation of potentially, you know, Derrick Rose, Jimmy Butler, uh, Carmelo Anthony, Paul Gasol, Joakim Noah. You're talking about a, a, a powerful lineup, a lineup that has punch, a lineup that has uh, presence, a lineup that has the defensive punch to really compete with anybody. And, and this is more of a move that the Bulls would potentially make early on in the season. This wouldn't be a move that the Bulls would make later on. This would be something they would make early on in the season to uh, develop that chemistry, to develop that, that flow 
of a team atmosphere coming into, you know, the later stretches of the season. They wouldn't make this move late. They would make this move early. And I wouldn't shock me if the Knicks come out of the gate super slow like they had the last couple of seasons and they're thinking, all right, let's get rid of Melo. How do we do that? How do we find a way to find the best move for us? And if a guy like Carmelo Anthony jumps in in the, in, in the Chicago market, you know, coming November or right around Thanksgiving time, at the end of Thanksgiving and going into December, you're talking about a team that legitimately could win 65 games. I mean, really sweep through the Eastern Conference outside of maybe if they play a Cleveland Cavaliers team. But if, if they're playing a Cleveland Cavaliers team with, you know, Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson, uh, you're talking about you're talking about a matchup compared to last season where you saw two classic game games one and two with Derrick Rose, or I was it was game it was game it was game two and three where Derrick Rose hit the game winner, and then you had LeBron James hit the game winner. You talk about two two games that really had unbelievable circumstances with both those teams potentially going to the NBA Finals, you talk about an entire series of that if everyone came in healthy with a really well-put-together team adding in Carmelo Anthony. That would be a scary, scary development if that were to be the case. Again, the phone number is 323-642-1558. Again, you're listening to the Hooper's Log, Episode 15, September 16th, 2015, 9 a.m. edition Pacific, 12 p.m., Eastern time here. Uh, again, we're doing a giveaway. If you'd like to call in, we're going to we're gonna get you some goodies if you call in. Uh, and we'll try and get you on the line as soon as possible. And also, if you have any NBA news to talk about, we got that going on as well. Speaking of trade talks, I mentioned it earlier. A guy like Kevin Durant could potentially be traded next season. Now, as we kind of slowly start to get into the 2015-2016 regular season conversation talks, as we had last year, we had guys like Marcus All coming in who are potential free agent pickups, guys like Marcus Aldridge, guys like that, who got signed in the offseason. Obviously, DeAndre Jordan was one of those. We now have this year's brand of those. And the big-time kahuna that the one everyone's looking for is Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is the ultimate big fish in the sea. I think even bigger considering where he potentially might go, because I think a majority of people think he's going to stay in Oklahoma City. I think they're far off. I think this, especially after getting rid of Scotty Brooks as the head coach and seeing what Russell Westbrook did last season as an individual player, knowing that he's, he's only going to improve. I think, I think Russell Westbrook's only going to improve his turnover ratio. Knowing that that could be the case, this under organization could really go into a whole different perspective and I think Kevin Durant has really checked out to be quite honest I think he's really checked out of this Oklahoma City situation that's going on right there in Oklahoma I think this guy is looking to really make his move on the market and make top dollar heading in the next season because next season the cap's only going to get bigger again with these new TV deals that are going on Kevin Durant is going to cash out, and he's going to be one of the bigger players, one of the bigger pieces in the market next year. And I can guarantee you come July, he is going to be requesting one of the biggest contracts in NBA history. And why not? He's one of the better scorers in the league. He won MVP a couple years ago when he was healthy. Honestly, they were a couple shots away, a couple games away from taking out San Antonio and going to the NBA Finals and playing the Miami Heat in the 2014 NBA Finals. They were that close. 
And when Kevin Durant's healthy, you can bank on the fact that he's one of the better players in the NBA. So my question is to you, Andrew, with all the dream trades, I know you have dream trades that you want to talk about, but here's mine to you. Knowing that we're going into this season with a new head coach, a highly amped up Russell Westbrook, a guy who's coming in, in my opinion, with a legitimate shot at winning the MVP this season if he just plays the way he played the second half of the season with a little bit less of a turnover ratio, the chances of Kevin Durant being traded this season, I honestly think it's going to happen. I just don't know when. It's kind of like, it's kind of like watching a train come at you. It, it's watching a train come. Eventually, it's going to hit you if you don't move, and I think he's not going to move. Eventually, he's going to get traded this year. It just depends on when. Now, do I think Oklahoma City could go to the Western Conference and contend? Absolutely. Do I think they have a chance of contending this season? Considering how thin their bench has gotten over the past couple of seasons, I really don't think Oklahoma City has a chance of competing later on in the season, especially if Kevin Durant is still hurt or if his feet still bother him. So I think eventually he's going to get traded. He's going to be put on a waiver for about you know a solid two, three months of the season. And then once he goes into the postseason with the team, if he joins a team that's going to the postseason, he's going to be a giant impact. What do you see with that, and what do you see with any other trades that could potentially happen there? Uh, as far as Kevin Durant goes, I think, you know, the, the nail is on the coffin and you're just waiting for the hammer. Um, what what could be that hammer would be if something like Russell Westbrook's knee gave out and, you know, it's him, it's no defense down low with Cantor, Cantor who, you know, he's a – He's a draft king sweetheart, and it's cancer. You know, he, he was cheap, so people <laughs> fell in love with him. But people people forget when they're looking at these stats, the guy can't guard a thing. So if something like Russell Westbrook going down with an injury happened and it took OKC, you know, it, that that would end their season. If they still could make the playoffs because they still have the second best player in the world. They still could They still could do some things, but they're not a legitimate title contender without both of them. That could cause the Oklahoma City front office to really go, okay, um, you know, we feel he's going to leave. He seems like a big market guy. It's time to get this done so we don't lose him for nothing. Uh, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of different a lot of different scenarios. You also don't know a lot of times when it comes to somebody like this, the front office, the GM could lose his job for trading Kevin Durant. If the owner, you know, these, these billionaire owners have egos. If this, yeah. these owners, I guarantee he believes Kevin Durant is coming back no matter what, which could be the case. You know, Kevin Durant has done a lot for Oklahoma City. He has done a lot for the people. Remember during the the, the hurricanes or the the I forget what the what caused all the yeah uh, the damage storm down, the storm but, that happened in Oklahoma yeah. City. He uh, he donated a million dollars. He has done a lot, so it's hard to really get a read, but. You know, little reports come out here and there, and you don't know what to believe. But from my perspective, it seems more and more like he's leaving. But with these owners, with these front offices, it's a lot of the time it's hard for them to really gather up all their things, put everything in front of them, and say, okay, is our better option to take the risk or is our better option to trade him and get an unbelievable amount of pieces in return? It's um, such a, it's such, it's such a, uh, hold on, it's such a unique perspective for him because he's been in one organization since 2007. It's been eight years. This guy has never left 
and he has never made that idea to ever leave. You know, it's such a fascinating thing. Yeah, yeah it's, you're good. It's it's a different it's a different situation than anything I've really ever seen. Just because he seems like he's so personal with that city and with those people. But at the same time, you almost get that feeling he's itching to get out of there. He's itching to get on the big stage. He's itching to not have a sidekick who's almost as good as him. You know, he's itching to be he's itching to be the best player in the world who can go out. And, for instance, when LeBron joins a team, you know that that team is a title contender, no matter what. Right. If you have LeBron James on your team, you're a title contender. At this point in his career – you don't know that with Kevin Durant. One is because Oklahoma City is just not that big of a market. You're not seeing how much he's affecting the game. You are because he's still getting a lot of nationally televised games because he's Kevin Durant and he has Russell Westbrook. But if he was in a place like New York, L.A., either L.A. team, which he, you know, reports have came out he has interest in both, all of a sudden you're seeing Kevin Durant on national TV 30 times a year before playoff season starts. It, yeah. It's just he wants to be known as one of the best players of all time, and I don't think he's going to get that if he stays in OKC his whole career. Well, I mean, it, it kind of goes to – there's multiple ways you can go on that. I mean, it's a lot like um, – I don't, and I don't want to compare Kevin Durant to – I don't want to compare Kevin Durant to uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but it's a lot like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He played on a Milwaukee Bucks team where – Granted, he played, and, and I'm not again. I'm not going to compare Russell Westbrook to Oscar Robertson, but it's a lot like that. You've got a guy in, in Russell Westbrook and a guy in Kevin Durant, both guys who are potential Hall of Fame ca- talent, and they're in a market that is just unbearable. And that's exactly what was going on in Milwaukee back in the late to early '70s, uh, late to mid '70s, when you had a guy in Oscar Robertson and and. Uh, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar win the championship. When they won the championship in Milwaukee, it was like, all right, now what? We, we, we've won a championship in a no-name place. Where can we spread our talents to now? You know, just like LeBron, when, when he left Cleveland, he's like, look, I'm not going to win anything here. And if he does win something there, that's, a, that's different now because it, obviously it's his hometown. So Kevin Durant isn't necessarily from Oklahoma City. You know, if he wanted to, quote-unquote, go home, he would go to D.C. Now he'd go to he'd go to Washington, and I've been saying this since 2012. I've been saying this since before I even started doing this radio gig, before I've done any radio. I've been telling this to everybody. Washington Wizards have been clearing out space, clearing out time to really just 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 really take in this Kevin Durant hole that they have had. I mean, think about it. Everything is revolving around getting Kevin Durant right now. Look at, I mean, in 2012, they had, they had Bradley Beal, who unfortunately was hurt. They had John Wall. And then they, had, and then they picked up uh, Nene a couple years ago, Gortat this past, this past off, uh, last year. I mean, they have really – and then obviously they had Paul Pierce to kind of prevent to, – to, to, to create a teaser as to what it would look like to have a good small forward. And you knew Paul Pierce wasn't going to stay there, if not retire – uh, from Washington this past year. So they have been gearing up for getting a 
just bona fide superstar at the small forward position for a while. They have the backcourt set. Their front court is nothing to sneeze at. They just need that one guy. And, man, I tell you, they have been waiting for this for, like, three years. And I feel like if they don't get a guy like Kevin Durant, it just tears down their entire plans of what they want. Now, do they – are they going to get him for sure? I don't think so. Do they think that he's ultimately going to go there? No. But at the same time, this is the kind of stuff that can dictate other teams' moves. For example, we were just talking about Carmelo Anthony. What if the Knicks just decide to keep Carmelo and they decide to develop these small guys, which, again, it kind of leaves that option. They have all these scrubs, Carmelo Anthony, but then they have room to find one more guy. What if Kevin Durant goes to New York? You're talking about two guys that can play both the power forward and small forward position in Kevin Durant and Carmelo Anthony, two guys by themselves that can carry the city of New York on their back no matter who's playing the point guard, shooting guard, or center position. These two guys can play 40 minutes a night and absolutely dominate on the offensive side of the basketball court. Two guys that can easily score 60 a night combined, every night. That can happen in New York. This, and, and that's just two places in D.C. and New York. Kevin Durant has all these other options. He can go to L.A. L.A. has got an opportunity because Kobe's going to retire soon. There's all these weird little niches in the NBA right now where these teams have these random openings where Kevin Durant can just come in and impact them now. That's the craziest part about this upcoming season is that there is just an opening for Kevin Durant everywhere, literally. Like, he can go anywhere. And also, uh, you know, Kevin Durant, there, there's 0% chance he signs an extension. He waits until this off season, even if he does resign, he is going to get the biggest contract in the history of basketball. All he has to right. do is wait six extra months, and then all of a sudden, boom, salary cap, boom, $30 million a year. So there's, there's well, no way to, no. to guarantee Exactly, and all, and all you needed to know, and this is all you needed to know from this past offseason, was when LeBron James decided again to sign a two-year option. When you see LeBron James deciding to, to sign a two-year option and a guy like Kevin Durant's going to come into this next offseason and you know, basically just run train on, the, on, the, on the, you know, the contract status, you're talking about some serious dough that's going to be cashed out again in the summer of 2016. Again, you're, you're listening to us here, episode 15 of the Hoopers Logging In. If you'd like to call in the phone number, 323-642-1558. We only have about five, six, five, six minutes left. Again, we're trying to get that, that giveaway going. Um, but we do have some 2K news. The whole show is about talking of 2K. we got about five minutes left. Uh, if we get a phone call in, we'll get you on the line as soon as possible. But I did buy my PS4 today. It should be coming in the mail sometime this week. I couldn't find one anywhere near the uh, near the local region that had a store, so uh, I'm just gonna. I just bought it online, and it should be coming in the mail. I got that little Destiny package that came in uh, for uh, for PS4, and my NBA 2K should be coming in the mail here in about a week. I am uh, I am itching, I am chomping at the bit to play some 2K because I am so excited to really get all these things going, and as you've noticed. Over the past couple of weeks, there have been more and more trailers being shown, more and more uh, just things in general being shown when it comes to the game. I am itching and I am chomping at the bit there, Andrew, for some 2K, and I am feeding for some 2K. I, I am unbelievably excited. You know, the trailer for, I believe, my career is titled Living the Life. 
you know, it's directed and written by Spike Lee. I mean, they got, they went all out. You got one of the biggest movie producers ever, or directors ever, to produce this story mode for a video game. And it's just, I mean, the the, the trailer just makes it look intense. You have to make day-to-day decisions that a real NBA player would have to make from how to spend your time, who to hang out with, what, you know, you start in high school, you have to decide what college to go to, how long you're going to stay in college. It's it's nuts, and not to mention the Pro-Am, which is what I'm really excited about for, for you know, us here at the show. Um, you know, if if I could just go ahead and explain basically what we're doing. Absolutely. Uh, we are setting up a team on the Pro-Am, as, as I'm sure many of you know, but for those of you who don't know, you make your own team, uh, you design your own jersey, and you pick your, your roster with, you know, your my player. Uh, and with that, with that, my player, you and your friends, uh, now us personally, we are going to be the Hoopers Log team. We're going to download our logo out of there. You know, our, our jerseys are going to have CLNS radio on it. They're going to have the Hoopers Log on it. It's going to be us, you know, not only advertising our show, but going out and, you know, kicking some butt online. Can't lose those games. <laughs> we got to get those W's. Um, yep. And we would love, we would absolutely love if any listeners play 2K on the PlayStation 4, we would absolutely love to have, you know, somebody come play a game with us. If somebody wants to do that, join the Hoopers Log team for a game. And, you know, who knows, maybe you stick. It's it's just, there's so many endless opportunities. You know, you get in a game with five, you know, five on five game, and they're like, well, what's the Hoopers Log? Boom. Right there, you know, people people are interested. In, and the bigger following we get, the more we can do for you guys. Uh, the point the point of this show is, one, we want you guys to be entertained. We want you guys to be caught up on news. And we want you guys to want to listen to us because, you know, you enjoy doing it. And with this, we can get a bigger following. And with this bigger following, we can do more things. Um, just other ideas off the 2K topic. You know, we've talked about uh, a live show, either Chris flying to me or me flying to Chris and, you know, he's he's got uh, you got the Trailblazers out there, correct? Yeah, absolutely in Portland. You, yep. You're pretty close, and uh, about two I hours have, away. I have yeah. out here, yeah, close, close, you know, close enough to where we drive out to a live show. And I have the Pistons twenty minutes away from my house, so it's just there's there's endless opportunities with this. You know, we want to get you guys involved. We want you guys to really. You know, be on our team, not just 2K, but just on the Hoopers Log team. Be part of what we're trying to build here, and this is just an awesome opportunity for that. Yeah, we're trying to get this uh, this, this stuff going on top of, you know, really, like you said, growing everything and going from, you know, going from this just show to more than just the show. We're trying to do more than that, and this is just kind of an entity we want to enter into, which is 2K, which on top of it being 2K is also uh, the radio show like we're doing here. Um, we got about a minute and a half. Le- got about a minute and a half left on the show. Um, again, and, and if you heard that song earlier, all I do is win. That is going to be on the game this year. There are a ton of great songs coming up again, as 2K always does. They always kill it when it comes to the soundtrack. Again, we got a minute, about a minute left in the show. Get the TNT outlook. All right. So our next show is going to be on uh, our next show is going to be on the uh, sorry our next show is going to be on Wednesday again two weeks from today 
on the 30th of September. It's going to be around that time. Again, same time, 9 a.m. Pacific, and then we'll give you more specifics on what's going to happen, more goals on what's going to happen for us, more things down the road. We just, we're going to decide to tell you about that. On top of, we're also going to uh, we're going to give you an outlook on what to expect for October. Preseason will be right around the corner. We'll also talk more about what we're doing in 2K because the game will have just come out, and we will be talking about our experience playing the game. A lot of things are going to be happening then. So be excited. Again, September 16th. September 16th is today. September 30th is our next show. Andrew, see you later, man. Yep, I will talk to you later. Thanks, All right, guys. everybody. Have a great day.